0: Praise God. Wow. As we all know, the African song is a composition of Pastor Sarah. Hallelujah. She just brought a new YouTube channel. You can subscribe to it. She, does, she gives devotion. Uh, I think it posted every Wednesday. So you can go and listen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, as you subscribe to that channel, you will be blessed with the songs of the Spirit. Because that's what God has called her for. Hallelujah. So, we have to go again in the words. I say we have to go in the words. Because the Bible says in the book of Psalm 119, verse 130, it says, at the entrance of your words that gives understanding hallelujah the entrance of your word gives light and understanding to be simple hallelujah so there is a kind of understanding that you need to have when you are a believer in order to prosper in the kingdom you see if you don't have the understanding you will suffer what everybody else suffers Hallelujah. And we don't want you to suffer what everybody else suffers. Let me just read from the scripture. We're going to take our reading today in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter number 3. And we're going to read from verse 14. And we're going to stop at verse 19. Ephesians chapter number 14. Chapter number 3, sorry. Verse 14 to 19. He said, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. That you that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory. To be strengthened with might through his spirit in your inner man, in your in your inner man. Verse seventeen: That Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depths, and the heights. To love the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Another translation says, so that you may have power to grasp the love of God. Hallelujah. Now, the Apostle Paul is saying something very interesting here. He's talking to the church of Ephesus. And you know the church of Ephesus was a church that was a church that was grounded in love already. Hallelujah. That church, they have love for one another in Ephesus. The apostle Paul comes and he said, I bow my knees before the father of heaven from whom all the family in heaven and earth derive their names. Now, the apostle is telling us that there are families here on earth and we are families in heaven. You, you, know, you know the revelation is giving you is that somebody that is dead here is alive in heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're not only having family here on earth, but we have family in heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. So he said, the father... Addressing God as a father, the head of a council of heaven. And look at what he said. He said, I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power for his spirit in your innermost being. Glorious power. What does he mean by his glorious? His glorious riches. You know, the word glory means, uh, every word that was used there is the word doxa. Hallelujah. Doxar talks about the weightiness. Talks about the beauty of the Lord. Hallelujah. So the Apostle Paul says, I pray that the, the riches of his glory, you know that riches, riches talks about resources. Hallelujah. Riches talk about resources, not just money, but resources. So we say that the underground is rich. Hallelujah. Rich of gas, rich of, of resources, of, of of iron, of all this stuff. So he said, out of his out of the glorious riches, talking about the the, the, the weightiness, the weightiness of his of his beauty, the fullness of God's beauty, the fullness. He said that out of the riches of his glory, out of the fullness of his resources, out of the fullness of his resources, he may do what? He read, he said, out of a fullness, you can read it that way. He said, I pray that out of the fullness of God's resources, he may strengthen you with power through the Spirit. Hallelujah. He may strengthen you with power. Strengthen means to make effective. Yeah. So here in this context he's talking about Out of a fullness The weightiness of his resources He may make you effective Hallelujah So God will make you effective Out of a fullness Of his resources Imagine a rich man Trying to empower you to be rich He does it out of a fullness Of his resources so he said, out of the fullness of God's resources, it may make you effective. Effective where? In your inner man. Yeah. So your effectiveness does not come from your body. It comes from your inner man. Come on now. So when you say somebody is effective, what, what we are talking about is, is that his spirit is potent. Hallelujah. So God makes you effective out of his glorious riches, out of the beauty of his resources, he makes you effective. Come on now, you can understand the divine nature in you. So that divine nature is the one that makes you potent. So I'm walking out of the resources of God, not out of my own resources. So you need to understand that you are not functioning out of your own resources. You are functioning out of the abundance of resources. And then my effectiveness does not come from me. It comes from my inner man. So the Holy Ghost in me is a medium through which God deposits effectiveness in my spirit. So once I have a Holy Ghost in me, I have an avenue to receive from God. Because it draws from God and puts it in my spirit. So I can be effective in everything I do. Oh, say I can be effective in everything I do. Everything you touch can be effective. Now, verse 18, if we go to verse 18, it said, or verse 7, it says, so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. Now, does it mean that when you receive God or when you receive Christ, it does not dwell in your heart? No, that's not what he's talking about. Because you can read it and see, he's saying, out of that Christ will dwell in my heart. That was not the idea. How do we know that? Because we know how the Apostle Paul thinks. He's the one that says Christ is in you. So he cannot come here and tell you that out of that Christ will dwell in you. That's not what he's saying. He's talking about the manifest presence of Christ in you. That's what he's talking about. He said Christ is in you, but Christ will be enabled to do what he wants to do for you when you receive from the resources of God. That's what he's trying to explain. So you can read that and make a conclusion and preach. And said to people, Christ will not be in you if you don't do this. That's not what he's talking about. Hallelujah. The effectiveness of Christ in you. Now verse 18 it says, it says here that so that may, you may have power. Hey, together we always send to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ, and know and know this love that surpasses knowledge. Now, when he talks about you may have power to gaps, he's talking about abilities. Because for you to be able to understand the love of God, you have to have a certain capacity in your spirit. Because if you don't have capacity in your spirit, you cannot understand the love of God. It will go over your head when you say, God loves you, you won't understand what we are talking about, because your spirit does not have that capacity to hold the revelation. So, so, he said you need power to understand. Hallelujah. The power is talking about is a capacity, is a, is, a, is, a, is a ability to hold. He said so that you may have the power to grasp. To grasp here means to lay hold. Firmly hold on it. To seize it. So, it means that you can hear it, but you might not lay hold of it. Ah, it means we can talk to you, but you cannot host it. Because the hosting of it demands something supernatural. To host that power, to be able to understand the love of Christ, you need your capacity to be enlarged. Say, Lord, enlarge my capacity this one. Say, enlarge my capacity. (laughs) The reason why so many people are broken is because they came from a broken situation uh, that teaches them that love is not real. Therefore, the capacity to hold love or to understand love is already broken. Imagine you put petrol on a broken tank. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, if a tank is whole, they will tell you if you put petrol, it can take you to Johannesburg for certain cars, not all cars. But then, if a tank is broken, you arrive in uh, Fentersburg and you call, you say, but didn't you say the petrol will take me to Johannesburg? I'm here, my tank is empty. The problem is not with the petrol, the problem is with the capacity. (laughs) Ah. So the problem is not with the love of God. The problem is the capacity to hold the love of God. And that's what many Christians are lacking. The ability to host that power. Hallelujah. The ability to seize it. It says so that you may know. The word know that he use here, I want to spare you from the Greek pronunciation. But the word know you use here means... Not just an intellectual knowledge, but an intimate knowledge. It's the same word, if you go to the Hebrew and you want to connect them, it's the same word that was written when they say, uh, when they say, Elkanah knew his wife, Anna. Yeah. When they say it, when in the Old Testament, when they say, and he knew his wife, is this word knowledge, meaning intimate knowledge. Knowledge by revelation, knowledge that is assured by the Spirit, knowledge that cannot be explained. So, there is a type of knowledge that is needed in the kingdom is a knowledge that comes through intimacy. Hallelujah. Then he said, "To you know what the love." Of Christ. Not the love of God. The love of Christ. There's a difference between the love of God and the love of Christ. Hallelujah. There's a big difference. Yes. Yes. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he what? That he gave his begotten son. So the love of God provides Christ. The love of Christ provides the cross. So when Jesus came, the cross was not automatic. The cross became a decision of Jesus. Ah. Because in the garden of Gethsemane, he had the opportunity to refuse. That's why I say, not according to my will. It means that he had the ability to say no. So God in his love gave Jesus. But Jesus in his love walked to the cross. Let me give you scriptures. Uh, Can can we go to scriptures? The love of Christ, John chapter number 15 verse 13. I say you come to school here. Mm -hmm. This is not where we, this is where we teach you. The foundation of the word. John 15, uh, let's go to John fifteen thirteen quickly. It says, greater love has no one than this than to lay down one life for his friend. Who was talking? So Jesus said, my love for you is to lay down my life for you. The love of a father is to give me to you. But my love for you compels me to go to the cross. So he said, so that you may have capacity to understand the love of Christ, meaning you may have capacity to understand the depth of the cross. Because if you don't understand the love of Christ, you are, you are not a candidate for a supernatural life. Yes. You are not a candidate. And then let me give you another scripture that proves it again in Galatians chapter number 2, verse 20. Let's go. I have been crucified with Christ It's no longer I who live But Christ lives in me And the life I live now I live in the, the, the flesh I live by faith in the son of God Who loved me and gave himself So the apostle Paul is explaining to you Something interesting here The father in his love Sent Jesus But Jesus in his love Decided to die So when you comprehend the love of Christ, you understand your price. Because, because the Bible says we were redeemed, so it means we were payback. back. We were, we were bought. Now you cannot, bought, you cannot buy something if you are intelligent. You will buy it at the value. Hallelujah. Unless you want to bless the person. If I pick one flyer here and I tell you this is 100,000, I don't know how many people are coming to buy this flower. Because the value of something is its price. If you say, I bought this shirt for 1,000 rand, it means that your, the value of that shirt is 1,000 rand. So when God, when Jesus gave his blood for you, your value is the value of the blood. No, you don't take what I'm saying. That will change your whole attitude in life. When people stand and say, Lord, you know I'm not worthy. Worthy of what? You don't understand my blood. I say you don't understand my blood. It's not about you are not worthy. It's about the worth that God sees in you, not what you see about yourself. It's not about what you think about yourself, it's about what God thinks about you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. People insult themselves because they don't know a value. I was in a meeting and the lady stood up to testify. I said, an ugly person like me, I say you an ugly person like you, and you are standing in front of us. Get out. I want to see ugly persons, people. David stood up and said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. This is the main of his senses. Now, this humility that is not humility at all, it's lack of knowledge. Hallelujah. He said, the love of Christ, the love of Christ is a cross. Let me go quickly. Now, he said, when you know the love of Christ, he said, to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with the fullness of God. The love of Christ which is above knowledge. There are two w- f- words of knowledge. The first knowledge is a knowledge by intimacy. And he said that knowledge surpasses knowledge. What is he talking about? The second knowledge is a knowledge that we acquire by study. So you cannot study God to know him. It's not possible. You cannot study God to know him. You can know him by revelation. He chooses to reveal himself to you. So it's not your studies that make you know God. It's your intimacy with him that makes you know him. Because in intimacy, he reveals all his facets to you. Listen, listen. John the Apostle was raptured into heaven in Revelation chapter number four. He said, when I got there, oh, I saw a front. And the one sitting on a stone looked like a jasper. It's like a stone. He's sitting on the throne, but something is not right. Because in the throne, and at the center of the throne, and around the throne, he was confused. And he said, I saw things with faces. I saw one that looks like an eagle. I saw one that looks like a, an ox. I saw one that looks like a, like, a frail eagle. I took red that looks like a lion. And one that looks like a man. How do you study this to know it? Imagine somebody appears here with face of a man, of a lion, of an eagle. How do you study that to know it? And you said, there was a sea. Crystal so clear before the throne. But now, he's telling us that no knowledge that you can acquire through books or through Bible can make you know God. Can I shock you? Can I shock you? The apostle Paul never saw the Bible you are carrying. He didn't have Bibles. There was no Bible in the times. How did he walk that successful life? Full knowledge of the spirits. You know, this Bible was compiled many years later. Yes. By inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So that we may learn from the example and from the teachings. But this Bible cannot do everything. Come on, come on, come on. I love the Bible. I treasure it. But I'm asking myself, how did Peter manage to have such a blessed life without Bible? Actually, some of you, the Bible is not a blessing. Because your Bible has made you religious. Because you must approach the Bible with a spirit. John John 6, 63 says, my words are spirit and life. So you approach the Bible in the spirit of God and then the Bible becomes real to you and God is revealed from the Bible. Can I show you again? Some of the people that translated the Bible were not born again. So there were some stuff that they didn't put in. Because purposefully, they were against the agenda of God. That's why when some people read the Bible in the Hebrew, when they come up with things, we are like, wow. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So it says, so that you may know the love of God, so that you may be filled with your fullness. Now, this is where my problem, my problem starts. I always thought that to be filled with the fullness of God, you need to be a prayer warrior. I always thought that to be filled with God, You need to be a guy of fasting. And then I discovered that to be filled with the fullness of God is you know the love of Christ. So many people in the church that don't know the love of Christ cheat themselves from the fullness of God. One of the key that shows that that you don't know the love of Christ is that you base your work with your performance. It's about what you can do, and what you can't do is not about the cross, so that you know the love of Christ, which is the cross. So when you know the cross, you are filled with the fullness of God. Hallelujah. So you understand that talking about the love of Christ, the apostle Paul make a powerful statement. He said nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Come on now. He said nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Nothing can separate us from the love of God manifested in Christ. So the love of Christ. Do you know the power of the cross? Do you walk with that revelation? Do you receive the love of Christ in your heart? Or are you trying to acquire it? When we say Jesus loves you, does he resound with your spirit? Or are you still in the place where it's still not reality yet? Because you measure God's love with your achievements. I don't have a house yet, so I don't know if he loves me. I don't have a car yet, I don't know if he loves me. I'm not married yet, I don't know if he loves me. So you have reduced the love of Christ by temporary things that can fade away. Not knowing the sacrifice that he did for you. The apostle put it this way. He said if God gave you Christ, why do you think he will not give you anything else in addition to Christ? So what he's trying to tell you is that when you say that God doesn't want to give me this because I don't know if he loves me, you are thinking that that thing is more important than Christ. So you need to understand the love of God. Hallelujah. You need to understand the love of God and the love of Christ. Let me read a, 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 a scripture in uh, Romans chapter number 8, verse 35 to 37. Let's go quickly. Romans 8, 35 to 37. He said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? He who shall separate us from the love of Christ? He said, shall tribulation or distress, distress or persecution or famine or nakedness, or peril, or swords. Let's jump from there. Hallelujah. And let's go. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. No, let's continue to read. I want us to continue to read. From this... Uh, let's, let's go. As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. Verse 40. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Now verse 36. Yet... Somebody say yet In all these things we are more than conquerors Oh my lord In all these things we are more than conquerors So when we say you are a victor We are not saying that because of your circumstances We are saying that because of the truth Keep it there, don't take it away Do you know what people do? They confess so that they can get And that is the wrong way around We don't confess so that we can get We confess because it's the truth And we have it we are not making confession to manipulate God. We are confessing out of what we believe. The Apostle Paul say, we believe, therefore we speak. So when I say I'm blessed, I'm not trying to attract a blessing. I'm saying that because I'm already blessed. I'm just giving a statement of fact. So it doesn't matter what can come against me. It does not change the fact that I am blessed. If I have money in my pocket or not, it does not change the fact that I am blessed. Because my blessing is not in my pocket. My blessing is in my spirits. So people start to doubt God because of what they have outwardly. So when the outward does not match what they say, they stop saying it. So they say, I am healed, but they are still coughing. I say, Lord, I'm trusting you now. They're, So I am healed. <coughs> Lord, when this is going to get out, you are confused. When you say, <coughs> you say, you foul cough, you have no place in my life because I am already healed. You foul spirit, you have no place. My house, my body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. So you cannot come in here and tell me that what God says is not true. So even in the bed of hospital bed, you still speak the word of God. Listen, doesn't matter what is you speak what is inside of you. You speak what is full of, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I say God loves me, Jesus loves me, not because of my circumstances, but because of what is in my inner man. I walk around with divinity at work. In me, my body has become a temple of the Holy Ghost. In all this, we are more than conquerors. you say, in all this, I feel it or not, in all this, in all this, in all, this, in all the trouble, I am more than conquerors. Through Christ who loved me. So you can confess that day and night. You can lie on your bed and say, Father, thank you for your love. You, you swim in li- liquid love. You swim in the love. La- when someone say, I don't love you, you say, that's too bad because God loves me so much. Yeah. 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 Who are you? Who are you to say what to who? Yeah. <laughs> who are you to say what to who? I, 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 I'm, I'm saying what the Apostle Paul said. He said, God is with me. What can mere mortal men do to me? You are swinging because of what people are saying. Somebody say, I don't love you. (laughs) you. As a minister, somebody say, you are a false prophet. I'm a false prophet. I say, who are you? To say who? to who? To who? To say what? To who? To say what? To who? To say what? To who? I refuse to move from my position. I say I'm full. uh, uh, uh. Violent in Christ. Somebody does not greet you. Your face is dropped. I don't know why you behave like me here today. Ooh, fleshly people. If you don't want to smile, I smile. Because I cannot control your face. But I can control mine. I can't control you but I can control myself. Yeah. So it's not what you do. It's not what other people do. it's dominion over yourself. Yeah. understanding that Christ loves you so much that you don't have a, you don't need compliment from anyone anymore. you are so full yeah. Yes yes, you don't need people to come and say you you are beautiful. nonsense. Stand in front of your mirror and say hiya, yeah oh winner you are sick. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey. hey. Hey, 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 hey! I stand in front of my mirror, I say, Elise, you are growing younger and younger every day. What What is your problem, man? What is your problem? I look pictures, I say, I look better now than 10 years ago. What happened? What happened? And I realize, I have the Holy Ghost. Ah! I realize, if the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me, it shall vitalize my mortal body. So my body goes from strength to strength. So even if I can't walk, I walk like this, I say I am strong. Say, let the blind say I can see. And let the weak say, I am strong. Understanding of love. Understanding of love. It loves me so much. I say it loves me so. Say, God loves me so much. Woo! He loves you so much. When you have a bad dream, and you wake up and say, devil, that's is too bad. Yeah. It's because I was sleeping you could do that. Now I can talk. I am so loved. <laughs> now, people wake up from that dream, oh, I'm cursed. Oh, Satan. In the name of Jesus, I'm fighting, I'm beating you. What? If somebody takes advantage of you when you are sleeping, he's not courageous. Yeah. He must wait when you are awake. So if you try to sleep with you in the dream, when you wake up, say, not, I'm awake now. Yeah. You come. You come, you see who, show what. A foul spirit in the name of Jesus. I am awake now. You are in trouble because I am awake. Yeah. This is the mortality of somebody that is born again. It's not somebody that cries for everything. Father, thank you. Say, Father, thank you. You You go home today, you are free. I say you are free. I say you are free. I say you are free. Yeah! I say you are free. Jesus! I say you are free. I say the love of God is manifested in this while we were still sinners. Christ! Say, so why we are still sinners? Say, Christ, Christ died, for died for us. So, you know what? You can control your dreams. Yes. Before it happens, when you go to sleep, you say, 10, I'm going to sleep. I don't want to see you in my dreams. I want to, delay, I want to relate to the Holy Spirit. And hallelujah. So, these things that are pressing you down, pressing you, when you wake up, press them down. Can somebody hear me this morning? I say, can can somebody hear me? Whoa! Thank you, Jesus. If Father loves us, I want you to be love conscience. The last thing I'm going to do. When you are sin conscience, you run away from God. Yes, I'll show you a scripture. When you are sin conscious, you run away from God. But when you are love conscious, you run to him. Let me give you two scriptures and then I'm done. Let's go to the book of Luke. Luke chapter number 5, verse 4 to 8. Quickly, Luke 5, 4 to 8. Can we read there? Thank you, Jesus. Luke 5. 4 to 8, say, when he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out in the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Let's go. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your words, I will let down the nets. Let's go on. And when they had done this, he caught a great number of fish and the net was breaking so they signaled to, have a part, to have their partners and the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled the boat, the, the, both the boats so that they began to sink. When, Peter Simon, when Simon Peter saw this, he fell down at Jesus' feet, he said, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Peter said, depart from me, because I am a sinful man. So the consciousness of his sin caused him to say to Jesus, Go away from me. Let's see the same Peter in the book of John quickly. John chapter number 21, verse 4 to 9. John 21, 4 to 9. He said, But when the morning had come, Jesus stood on the shore. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. And then they said to them, then he said to them, children, have you any food? They answered to him, no. And Jesus said again, and he said to them, cast your net on the right. He didn't change the side. It was the right side. It's still the right side. Stop there. Don't take it away. I want to tell you, Jesus is never out of resources because he caught a lot on the right side the other day. So following the other day, he must go to the left side. But he said, no. I keep this side because I'm never out of resources. So, so, so the days may change, but the resources don't change. Then he goes on and he said, to the other side of the boat, and you will find some. They cast, and now they were not able to draw it because of a multitude of fish. Therefore, the disciple whom Jesus loved, the disciple whom Jesus loved, the one that was conscious of the love of Jesus, the rest never called themselves the disciple whom Jesus loved. But this one stood up and said, I know Jesus loves me. So he called himself in the Bible, the disciple whom Jesus loved. I'm sure Jesus didn't ask him to call himself like that. Then he, he said to Peter, It is the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put his outer garment, for he had removed it, and plunged into the sea. I didn't know he could swim. The reason why I'm saying that is because when there was a storm, he was crying. But but he was crying, knowing he could swim. So sometimes you cry not because you don't have the ability. You cry by fear. So he said, but the disciple came, but the other disciple came in little boat. Now, stop there. Peter, the first time, said, go away from me. The second time, he he jumped into the water and went to Jesus. He didn't want the boat because the boat was too slow for him now. So listen, because now he had the revelation of the love of Christ for him. So instead of running away, with all his weaknesses, he's swimming to Jesus. With all his weaknesses, he said, I'm swimming to him. Because I know when I denied him when he came, he still loved me. So it doesn't matter. Even if I've come fishing, he will still love me. Because going fishing was leaving his position of a disciple. He was a fisherman before Jesus called him. Now, when Jesus was crucified, he returned to his work. But he didn't say, Lord, I have disappointed you. Instead of waiting, I have come back to fish. When he saw Jesus, he said, this is the man that can fix me. This is the man that can give me back my ministry. I've lost it, but this man, if I can go to him, I shall be restored. So the love of Jesus calls you to draw near him. If you understand the love of Jesus, you will not be able to cry with sin sin anymore. You will run to him to be perfected. Amen. I'm praying that the spirit of the Lord may be with you today. Amen. I pray that the grace of the Lord may be with you today. Amen. Can we give a big hand to our Lord in the house? I want the worship Him to go in place. Run to Jesus today. Run to Jesus. doesn't matter what is in your life. And know that you are a victor. I say, "Run to Jesus and know that you have a victory. Run to Jesus and you shall never lose. Run to Jesus, and doesn't matter what happened to you, is more than conquerors and who are more than conquerors for Christ. The love of God, say the love of God and the love of Jesus. Say, I receive the love of Christ. I receive the love of Christ. If there is somebody in this house, hallelujah, that is not born again, but want to give his life to Christ today, can you stand up from where you are? Can you lift up your hand so I can see you? If there's anyone in the house that said today, I want to make peace with Jesus. He has found me. And today, I want to run to him. Not running from him, but to him. Is there anyone like that in the house that want to thank you, Jesus? Is there anyone there? Hallelujah. Thank you, my dear sister. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyone else? There. Okay, thank you. Come, let me pray with you. Come, 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 quickly. Stand up from the mother's room and come. Come in front, come in front. Let's pray, let's pray with you. Wherever you are and you say, I want to experience the love of the Father, the love of Jesus. Yo, today is your day. Come and receive from him. Come and receive from him. Come and receive from him. Out of his fullness. Come and receive from him. Come and receive from him. Jesus loves me. Sing that song. you might go through trouble, but Jesus loves you. I know things might not be right, but Jesus still loves you. Pray with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, today I give my life to you. I pray that you may forgive my ignorance. Today, I confess that you are Lord of my life. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead, that you are coming back. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Wash me clean with your blood. I receive salvation today. I am born again. Give me your spirit and let me walk in the power of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me pray for you. Give your hand to the Lord. Let me pray for you. Receive now the impartation of the Holy Spirit. The love of the Father. The love of the Father is with you. Receive right now. In the name of Jesus. It is. The anointing of the Holy Ghost comes upon you now. 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 Fire! Fire of the Holy Ghost.